Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for the love, welcoming you back to the Love You podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Sherry Myers. She's the author of Chatting or Cheating. Um, and before I read her official bio, I just want to tell you about Dr. Sherry. She showed up at my house. Was that the first time I uh-huh. met you? She showed up at my house. We were having a party. My wife was eight months pregnant, mm-hmm. and it was our housewarming party. And uh, she came uh, with, with a, a guy she had just started seeing. My first date. That yes. was our first date. First date was to our party, and uh, she made a stunning entrance, and uh, we've been friendly ever since. And out of just about everybody I know, Dr. Sherry is one of the uh, most warm, intuitive, mm-hmm empathic people that I know uh, who has an uncanny ability to see through you and uh, make you feel better about yourself at the same time, which is a very unique skill set. Further ado, author of Chatting or Cheating, How to Detect Infidelity, Rebuild Love, and Affair-Proof Your Relationship, Dr. Sherry Myers is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Los Angeles. She's among the nation's most frequently quoted and interviewed relationship and infidelity specialists regularly appears on every TV show. Um, Her compassionate, practical, straight talk and easy-to-apply methods have inspired and helped thousands of men and women face and overcome their most complex and daunting relationship and sexual challenges. In her private practice, online videos, book, and in front of national television audiences, Dr. Sherry is known for her knack of transforming the fear of change into the fun of change. Informative and entertaining, she gets to the heart of the matter and shows people how to seize the life and love they've always wanted. She seems so excited by her own intro. For more info, please visit www.chattingorcheating.com. Actually, I was just thinking I like your intro so much better than my intro. So I was going, oh, okay, I'm going to take your intro. Okay. Uh, we can, let's uh, let's uh, transcribe that. Um, yeah, I, 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 tend to, I tend to like the, the, the personal one when people in our industry mm-hmm. send out like, you know, e- emails, like pre-written emails. I always sort of throw them out and, mm-hmm. and write my own because... People want to hear your experience, and my experience with you is that you are oh. you're, you're you're very unique. Thank you. Not just because you're about the only one in this industry who's actually a doctor, um, instead of a self-proclaimed experts, um, but because you do have a, a really uh, great way about you that uh, is uh, well. Let's just say you're decidedly more likable than I am, and and I. And I, and I appreciate that. Like, it's, it's always easy and joyous to be around you. So I'm interested in the fact that this is one of your, like, core subjects. And this is something that I don't, I have no experience with infidelity. I just, mm-hmm. I, I, it's one week of my Love You courses about infidelity. But I've never, I've really never been cheated on. I've never cheated on anybody. Everything I know is anecdotal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really interested in exploring from, from, from your place of expertise, uh, you know, going in depth on what's you know what's in this book and how how our, our, our sure. listeners and readers could apply it to their life. So, uh, let's just sort of begin at the top. Um, before we get into the book, you, right? Yes. How did you become you? How did I become me, or how did I get involved with? Oh, how did how did you become you? What's what's your what's your three minute journey to becoming Dr. Sherry Myers, who's sitting in front of us on the Love You podcast? Okay. Hmm. <laughs> I know we went off script. We are so off script already. But but isn't it somehow relevant? Aren't you know we talk about Mm -hmm. you know off camera, right? We're sort of like the sum total of our experiences. That's something led you here. Yes. 
I've been a therapist my whole life. I, from the time I was four years old, I was my parents' therapist. I remember walking between them going, I love my mommy, I love my daddy, but really it was to hold them together because they were falling apart by then. So when I found my way through a long journey back to therapy and getting my bachelor's in psychology, I went, this feels familiar, this feels right. So I think I have been groomed to be a therapist my whole life. I was my parents' confidant. I was the problem solver, even though they didn't realize it or know it. Um, that's the short journey. Okay. And um, you're, still, you're still practicing? I'm still practicing, but less. I'm writing mm -hmm. now. And I'm, I'm at a point in time in my life, because I've been doing this for, well, I've been doing it my whole life, but professionally, I'd say 35 years. <clears throat> and you're also very, you're very young for your age. I mean, I, we, we're not going to out you, but Thank you. Sherry is one of the people who actually looks 10 years younger than her actual age and has grown up, has grown up kids. And so you're not, you're not, uh, right, you're not, not caught baby. up, you're, you're not caught up in the, in the day-to-day -day stuff that I am. So no. you have no. a little bit more freedom. Yeah, I've been there and done that. Mm. And I do have freedom, but I've never lived it. And now I'm going to start living it. So that's my new proclamation. Okay. So I'm doing some therapy, but less, a lot less, a lot, lot, lot less. And it's about living now. Okay. Uh, can't wait to get there. <laughs> um, so what is this concept of emotional sex? We all know about physical sex, the act of cheating, the act of intercourse. Mm -hmm. What is emotional sex? Why is that so dangerous? It's emotional intercourse. It's what's happening unknowingly to so many of us. That's why I wrote Chatting or Cheating, because I was surprised how much cheating is going on and how much it is disturbing the foundation, eroding the foundation, and literally destroying relationships, almost like a 9.0 earthquake. So what emotional sex is, is a secret attraction to someone else. You might meet someone on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or at work. And you think them cute, and that's normal. You know, that's happened always. And you might be flirting, but you're starting to think of them a lot. And you're starting to interact with them, and you're trying, you're starting to maybe even cyberstalk them just a little bit, you know, to see what they're doing. And every time you have an interaction, or so you a get a hit of dopamine. Yeah, you get some dopamine, you get you start feeling better, you start looking at your partner and going, God, I don't feel the same way. You're starting to get lured over here and put less and less attention into your primary partnership. Mm -hmm. And it's subtle. You might think, I'd never cheat. I'm a loyal person. And what begins to happen is you start denying it. Like, this is no big deal. It's a Facebook friendship. It's a coworker at work. Hey, it's a parent at the soccer field. So what? Of course, I'm just friendly. I'm a natural flirt. What's the big deal? But what the big deal is, is it starts becoming more and more secret. It's a crack. You open up the door to it. Yeah. Right. And the, the worst Pandora's part is, box. well, it's because you're becoming secretive. Mm -hmm. When you have an open relationship, you can go, hey, I think she's kind of cute or he's kind of cute with your partner. You hear, you yeah, hear that? Yeah, I think he's kind of cute. No, I'm saying, but you, you, like that, yeah. this is, this, I talk about this stuff all the time. Hmm. Um, I did a podcast about lust of, uh, that just came out. Uh, someone actually wrote to me on Facebook and it's, it basically said that this came at an interesting time. Um, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, my son's soccer coach and I would never do anything, but it's, it's, you know, it's interesting to admit, I can never admit to my husband, right? 
he would be too sensitive. But but I but like I'm glad I'm I'm glad the soccer season is over so I could focus yes. on on my relationship because I you know I found myself thinking about this guy and so well I had that with a karate with my son's karate teacher mm -hmm. and it turns out he was this big flirt having affairs I found out later sure. with all the mothers sure. or the mothers he could I uh, not me not me mm -hmm. but I did take it home to my husband I did say well first I started with oh why don't we have him over for dinner oh boy because I want no because I wanted to bring him into normalize my, it yeah and to bring him into my home my husband then called me on it and said what's up why, mm -hmm. why do you bring this karate coach into your home I said oh for the kids to make it kind of no so but by bringing it out, I took it out of the secret realm mm -hmm. because when it when we keep it secret and there's sexual attraction, secrets carry weight. Oh, big weight! Right. So this is the way of diffusing it by putting mm -hmm. it out on the table, so yes. it's not mysterious. It's not. It's not right. And uh, again, the reason, the point of my story was that my wife, my wife heard about the lust podcast, and she goes, "So who were those people that you lusted for? Have I heard those stories?" And I said. Mm -hmm. You heard some of them, not the others, and she made me run down the list of the people in my life that I lusted for, and we, we, we were celebrating. We're celebrating our eighth anniversary. Like none of it, none of it was a threat. They're all stories from the past, mm -hmm. um, and and they're irrational, right? They're things like one of them. Some someone I was I was actually I was on a softball team with, and I like I barely talked to her. I was just like, but I when I saw her, I, I got weak in the knees. Mm -hmm. Never never went anywhere. She's not a threat, right? And I could admit that. And I didn't have to pay a price for it, and that's the big part. Yeah, is big, big, big part. the price of that honesty, and that's why that's part of why people lie. But it's a little hard. It's easier from the past. It's a little harder in the present. You're right. Because so, if you were getting weak in the knees with one of your kids, my wife's friends, friend or worse, friends, right? But you know, and but you guys could hold hands and talk about it. And go, because here are the five most important sentences you need to say to your partner regularly and not assume it. I am here. I only want you. We matter. We are important. I love you. When you say those regularly and you start. That's the foundation. With, that's the foundation. So when you have something to reveal, and it's not saying this with bullshit that's yeah. bullshit it's you have to be sincere and it has to be true but if you're living that and saying that to each other every day and everything else becomes less threatening much less threatening and it almost becomes cute kind of like watching porn you know this is kind of like so, your little mini yeah, no, porn but it's so, not but someone's we should talk about that in another segment but that, that someone's very very threatened by that Almost as an act of infidelity. Does that mean I'm not enough for him? And right, right. I mean, well, is, that, no. is that in here? Um, porn's not in here, but I just did an interview for Huffington Post, Post on that because mm -hmm. if your partner is going off to their computer and in masturbating instead of instead of coming to you, if it's not if they're not using it as a turn on or mutually you're in bed together talking about, ooh, that really turns me on. Can we do that? That's fine if you're doing it together. If your partner's going off exclusively and going on his computer and looking, I'm saying him because I think men do you, it more you can than say women. It's him. You can say it's him, and there's no I, argument there. Well, because I think men are more visual yeah. and tend to do this more, and porn is more created. There is some female porn, but it's more created for men. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, that's, that is cheating. Okay. That is cheating. If it's becoming secretive, 
you have no idea how much he's doing that. I think, I think, if, it domi- I think if it dominates, it is. I, th- I think if it doesn't dominate, it's not. If they bring it back, they tell you, ooh, I just did that, and it was kind of fun and secret, you know, sexy, and can we try this? That's fine. But what begins to happen is they see ready, able, willing partners who are willing to do anything. Mm-hmm. They're closing their eyes or watching and imagining that it's happening to them. They're getting off. This is having emotional sex with these porn movies and videos, and that's a big problem. I think the slippery slope mm-hmm. is a big problem. I don't think the act itself is a big problem. Um, it depends how regular it well, is. Well, that's that's what and I mean. And how much separation it creates in the relationship. Exactly right. It's I have a friend who whose wife is right now not that into sex. This is his way of gratifying himself until she is. Um, is he doing anything else? Uh, no, that's it's it's no it's, no no no. He's going and not bugging her anymore, and basically having sex with other women. Not not not. I'm not with not you on this physically, one. Not physically, but wait, no, because you're a guy. But no, and okay. no no, but I'm I'm pretty liberal. I understand. It really is. I'm the wife. I'm shut down relationship is stale for me. Are we talking about it? Are you going oh, to getting your needs met elsewhere? Not you. But I, the, I didn't say I couldn't, I, I couldn't go in and be a better marriage counselor to them. It's, it's, I use porn occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's between stints. Right, so my wife is tired, or she's visiting her mom for, uh, you know, whatever. And it's just like, it's 10 minutes, and it certainly doesn't feel like cheating, and it certainly doesn't feel like an emotional attachment, and it's certainly not something that is overtaking the rest of my life. Then that's not cheating. But but I'm saying, like, we're talking about a very slippery slope. Right. Um, I would hate to think that by your definition, I'm a cheater. You're not. But I don't necessarily, she doesn't come home from Disneyland with the kids, and I'm like, honey, guess what I did tonight? Right. Like, that's, <laughs> there's sort of no reason for that. Okay. But it's not getting in the way no, it's of not. your relationship. That, that, that's my point. And it does, you have it, a great relationship, nevertheless. I and ta- it's not replacing it. I agree. So I talk about porn yeah. the way I talk about alcohol, where it's like, you, if, you have, if you're an alcoholic and it gets in the way of the rest of your life, it's a problem. To drink occasionally in moderation in and of itself is not necessarily problematic. I totally and agree. A lot of people, especially women who have had husbands who are addicted to porn, mm-hmm. assume that every usage is the same, every man is the same. This is the imminent demise of my relationship. Okay. So I totally agree with you. So I had to just defend yes. guys like me? Yes, yes. I totally agree with you that if it's not getting in the way of the relationship, it's just a release. It's not getting in the way of the sexual relationship. It's not because of a primary shutdown yeah, or, the, or a breakdown yeah, in there's, no, there's nothing that's lacking in the relationship. Yeah, then it's fun. Okay, just wanna, it's fun. wanna make sure. Yeah. Whew. My relationship <laughs> survived that bullet. My name is Evan Marquez. This is Dr. Sherry Myers. We will be right back after this. Maybe more porn, we'll see. Um, but stick around. Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast. This is the second segment with Dr. Sherry Myers. Um, I just quickly masturbated in between segments, so I'm really sharp and focused and ready to focus on. <laughs> I did not on see any chat. No, it's right, right under the desk. This, is what I'm saying. this shows you how innocuous <laughs> it could be. Just 
Well, the fact that some porn's playing in the corner there, that there, helped. There's that, there's that too. <laughs> so we're gonna get back to, to the subject at hand, which is chatting or cheating. It's not porn per se. Um, yeah. And we're gonna talk about something that, that is pervasive. It, I mean, it affects all of our lives. Is online cheating really cheating? And by online cheating, it, it's, it's everything on the internet is, is really what we're talking about. Any interaction? No, come on, everything on the internet. No, 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 no. I'm saying, searching well, Google. But no, but when we're talking about when we're talking about online cheating, that could be anything from following someone's Instagram account uh, right. to Facebook to Twitter to yes. emails to sexting to right? I mean it's, anything other than in person right. is online. Yes, that's okay. true. And it's having emotional sex with someone whether it's a real person or you're having a fantasy of this real person, but where it is draining your relationship. Is it where sex, what you call emotional sex, emotional sex, is it intent or is it like, what? let's get down to the definition. Is you look hot, emotional sex, okay. is it a compliment, All when right. is it innocuous? Okay, so like, you're like, commenting like, on someone's picture. Wow, great picture, you look really hot. Okay, that's the comment publicly. Inside your mind, you're going, God, I want her. What would she be like in bed? I wonder how we, I can get her to notice me. Hmm, what if I write privately um, a personal, me, a personal thing and see if I can get interaction? Or, fast forward, you have, you're interacting, you're starting to share your personal details about each other. You're starting to say, you know, I'm not so happy at home with my wife or my husband or my boyfriend so or opening I the wish door they were fishing. like, I wish they were like you. Sure. You and I are so compatible. We seem to have so much in common. And this is what's happening. Your brain is starting, your oxytocin is flowing, some testosterone is flowing. Dopamine is starting to surge. You're starting to get more and more attracted to this person online. You might be starting to text. Every time you get a text, your heart jumps a little bit. You start looking at your relationship at home or with your partner going, I used to feel this way. I don't feel this way anymore. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't keep up with the fantasy. Right. That's, you are so falling down the slippery slope. Well, to, to me, it's, it's intent and action. And as a male dating coach for women, I, like I, I have to draw like a really clear dividing line because a lot of things that that I find upset women or have up, I've upset women, right? Never had any intent, right? There was no, I was never going to cheat on you. I was never going to take action. Acknowledging that another woman's beautiful, right? Talking about someone from my past, mm -hmm. um, you know, liking a picture on Facebook, those exist in and of themselves. But there was no. How can I get this woman side dealings? Right. It was just, it, it, it was just isolated to that. And when, when, again, it's it's very easy to take the anti-cheating stance, like of course, right? And so I'm not taking a pro-cheating stance. I'm I I really want to stake that claim for guys who are men of integrity, mm -hmm. right? Who don't act like you're the only person on the planet. As long as you know you're most important. You know, I was yes. dating a dating coach, and women were coming on left and right, but I never worried about it. Sure. Because he made me feel yes. valuable and most loved. Yes. So jealousy, and I tend to be jealous. Do you? you know, oh, yeah. No, I do. I guess that's I where do. this comes from. 
Uh, no, uh, no, it's from just all the relationships I counseled, sure. and I've just seen the downfall. Plus, I became, for the news, the infidelity expert. So starting even with Clinton, yeah. I was on the news all the time yeah. talking about Clinton. And so, and then I became like video jug, this wanted to be the Wik video Wikipedia. Yeah. And they made me their infidelity expert. So suddenly, and I had never cheated and sure. I had never been cheated on. And I'm the self, I've been not even self-proclaimed. I am the proclaimed yes. infidelity expert. So then I went, I got to write a book. Got you it. know, this is silly. <laughs> you know, obviously the universe is putting me this way. So yeah, no, in fact, half this book's about how to build your relationship, how to make it strong, how to affair-proof your relationship. Okay. I'm more of an expert in that Got it. than in the cheating side, but I certainly know what to do, okay. <laughs> what to advise. So uh, back to online cheating, yes. right? Um, uh, there's the guy who, again, we're going to use it as guys. Our audience is women. I guess. I guess. No, but women. This is useful no, to women because they're probably doing the same. The same women thing. Women cheat probably more than men online. They do. It's emotional affairs. You start having Feel, emotional it, it, affairs. It feels safe. And it feels safe because you're on, but everybody who is, if you will, cheating online is rationalizing it. I'm never going to meet them. This really isn't cheating. What's the big deal? They're just a Facebook friend. Hey, it's a simple text. Mm. You know, if we're bored at home, if we don't, if our relationship has grown stale, if we're not communicating, if we're not keeping it fresh, suddenly that dopamine surge that we get online, whether it be in chat rooms, whether it be on Facebook, whether it be sending cute little memes or poems. I used to get lots of poems from people, from roomy poems No one things. has ever sent me a poem online. That's, I, I wouldn't send you a me, poem. Start sending me poems. No, I wouldn't send you a roomy poem. Somehow I just don't <laughs> You'd no, go, no. WTF, I'm like, what's this? I know who Rumi is. I think I have a book somewhere. Um, but no, that probably wouldn't do the way to my heart. But no, I, I no, get no. it. No, like, And for me, it was like, oh, wow, they're speaking to my heart. It's all about love. Oh, they love, love. I love, love. You know, it's like, and it may really be innocent at first. That's the weird thing. Physical, you can tell, you know, I want her, I want him. Ooh, I'm turned on. You feel the chemistry. It's surprising when it's online mm -hmm. that all those things are happening. It's what I call the three S's. And if you're engaged in the three S's, you're sliding down the slippery slope. What are the three S's, Dr. Sherry Myers? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Secretiveness, shared intimacy, and sexual chemistry. If you've got the three S's going, you are sliding down so fast. So. And so what do you tell those people to do? Because again, I think everybody to some level can identify. Mm -hmm. For me, I cloister myself. Right? There's a reason I work from home <laughs> with my wife in the house. I am never around temptation. I really like, I know I'm, 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 I'm ethical, um, so I'm, I'm not gonna cheat on my wife, but I certainly don't need to be around it the way rock stars and basketball players and you know people mm -hmm. who travel around the country and like I really don't put myself in the position to get into any 3S territory. What do you suggest other people do no, if no, they're... No, no, it's not physical. I'm saying cyberly, online. That's where the 3S is it, come into that, play. But that doesn't apply in real life too? Well, it does apply in real life, but we're talking about cyber infidelity. Okay, because, so it's the same emotions right. though. Yes, it is. But in real life, you 
feel it. It's much more, it's it's not as subtle. And online, it's more of a fantasy. It's more fantasy, and you can keep shoving it under the carpet. Because it doesn't have to, right. it never really has to come to fruition, no. so it becomes this thing that you build up in right. your head. But what you're building up in your head is also building space between you and your partner. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, if you're suddenly like taking your cell phone and turning it down, or plopping down your laptop the minute your partner goes into the room, or you don't want your partner to see anything you're doing online, or emails, or suddenly you're becoming very private. Yeah. Uh, what did you do all day? Nothing, not very much. Same old, same old. Where meanwhile, you've spent the whole day talking to somebody yeah. or thinking about somebody or wondering. So, so had, had, apart from not going down that slippery slope, what do you do if you find yourself on it? Do you, do you, do you just walk it back? Or are you, do, you, do you confess to your partner? Like what's, how, how does one handle it if you know, man or woman finds, finds himself in that situation? Okay, so understand that emotional sex is like falling in love. And while it's easy for you and I to go, well, you just stop doing it, that's almost impossible because you're drawn. There's a chemistry that's happening. You can't even imagine, like, how did I get here? Sure. But you, it's like falling in love and you need to now fall out of love. So it's going on a diet. You know, some people can just cut out sugar or cut out carbs by making that decision. It's really hard to cut off your online connections. Mm. Because you're gonna, even if you consciously go, I'm just not even gonna go to their Facebook page. And if they write, I'm not gonna respond. I'm gonna send one letter that just goes, you know, I can't do this Why don't you unfriend? Why don't, why don't you take the nuclear option on that one? That's, that, that's, well, what, that, I, that's that, what I would recommend people do, but yeah, I don't, I'm not the expert okay. on this. No, no, no. The nuclear option is the same person who's able to make up their mind and go through the shakes and go through the withdrawals, be it alcohol, yeah, sugar, the, this, or this, this, this is like doesn't, a drug. This doesn't lead anywhere good, no. and I kind of have no choice but to do something radical. Right. Not something that I'm going to enjoy, mm -hmm. but something that must be done to preserve my okay. life. And another option is is to come clean. Got it. So how it, does that, and then how does that? Okay. So when you know it would be talking to your partner because when there's infidelity, be it physical, be it emotional, be it cyber, there's something in the relationship that's not working. Sure. That's you're not. Yeah, you're reaching out for something that's not being met internally. Right. So that is the time to go home and go, I've noticed my behavior, and I'm stopping it. Because the minute you call yourself out of the secretiveness, and you go, I noticed I'm, I created this friendship on Facebook, and a lot of my time and attention's been going there, and I, I realize that we aren't communicating the way we used to, and we're not dating like we used to, and we're not having sex like we used to, and I really want to work, put this energy in our relationship. That's some powerful shit. So before we get to uh, the second part of that, we're going to take a break. I'm Evan Katz. This is Sherry Myers. And I'm going to ask, how is one supposed to respond to that? Right, that that's what I want to know uh, after we come back. So uh, stick around. <laughs> This is Evan Mark Katz, Love You Podcast, my special guest, Dr. Sherry Myers. 
who is going to now explain when a husband or a wife or boyfriend or girlfriend comes clean with their emotional infidelity that's been going on uh, in their head and in their life, when that person has the guts to come clean, how can we expect our partners to react to that or not overreact to it where owning it, right, owning the act of emotional infidelity doesn't in and of itself cause greater problems Right. Right. Because again, the temptation is just to lie and fix it internally right. instead of coming clean. Right. You know, people are always really down on lying, but like sometimes people lie because the, the, the truth is not going to help. The truth hurts. So, so we're saying, hey, being authentic and real with your partner is the best way to be. How do you make sure, how do you deliver the message in such a way that your partner doesn't say, you've been flirting with someone online and having intimate conversations when I was in bed next to you? Yes, um, but I know it was wrong and I want to fix it. Help me out here. I okay. mean, because this well, feels like a suicide right. mission. So, yeah, wear a neck guard. So when you right. do that, you know, you live, you survive, because it is about surviving. Um, okay. It's, I, I believe in the Oreo cookie. Sure. And compliment so, sandwich. Okay. Or they use, yeah, compliment sandwich. But it's not compliments. It's truth. It's starting with love. Mm-hmm then the filling, and then love. So it, you start with when you're confessing, because we're talking about confessing. You are very important to me. I love you. And I want our relationship to work. And I've noticed the filling. I've noticed I'm slipping into some behaviors I'm not proud of. And I'm, I'm concerned, and that's why I'm telling you, and what I'm about to tell you could really hurt you, but I don't want, I want to save us, so I'm going to tell you this piece in an act to save us okay. and not hurt you. Okay, so you tell me the piece, and I'm saying... It, and then you close with love. Yeah. I know this, it may be a shock to you. I just want to start with an apology. Sure. I am so sorry, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get our relationship why, back on. Why, why are you telling me, why did you do this? Why are you telling me this? How do you expect me to forgive you? How do I know this isn't gonna happen again? I know you're sincere and that you're remorseful, but obviously this is hurtful. It makes me not wanna trust you. I am so sorry, I love you. I love you and that's why I'm telling you and I, I know it I wish I didn't, sounds I wish, crazy. I wish I didn't know this. I know, sweetheart, but I'm telling you so I'm not keeping any secrets, which has been cre creating separation. So you, and so you unburden yourself, and now I have to live with the consequence that my partner has been ha carrying on an emotional affair. But you, you feel better. I am so sorry. And I am telling you this because I want us to get through this. Be it go to therapy, be it having a time together, because we've been so apart. I've been feeling so lonely. It's not your fault. It's just with all that's come between us. I want our relationship to work. This is my attempt in some strange, crazy way to make us work. And I, I think I need time to process this. I understand you do, and that's fine. If I had a drink, I'd throw it in your face. I get that you're angry, and it's okay. It's, uh, it's an interesting conversation. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's a scary conversation. It's very scary. 
And if you're confessing, you know, there's times not to confess. If your partner is unstable, if your partner is like an alcoholic, you know, who will, you know, I'm talking about two relatively stable people who have come apart and sure. want to come together. And you have to be strong enough if you're confessing to hold the relationship. I have a question. This isn't on the, the list, but right. it's something that's in my Love You program. And it's a, it's a theory of mine, but again, I don't have that much experience in this realm. Um, uh, it, it, it's actually not, not altogether different than the porn thing. Uh, one time infidelity, right? My mm -hmm. wife goes to Vegas, right, has a crazy girls weekend, comes back, makes a mistake, comes and, comes and tells me. I, intellectually, I don't think I throw the baby out with the bathwater. I don't say, that was it, you broke my trust, I'm throwing away this, this otherwise great marriage. Um, I'd like to think that's how I would handle it. And I'd, I coach women to do the same. Is, did he have an, a, a secretive affair for a year and a half behind your back, lying to you every time he saw you, or did he make a mistake? And I distinguish between those two things. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that theory? Because again, I've never really road tested that on anybody else. Really, I think if you... What's forgivable and what's not? I Where are you being foolish? Cheating is betrayal. Yeah. And. I like your example because if it's an ongoing lie and betrayal where you can look me in my face and keep telling me a lie, that betrayal hurts a lot more than whoops, I cheated, I'm so sorry. I will never do that again. I will never do that again. And just, I am so sorry, I wanted to tell you so it doesn't come between us. That's different, mm -hmm. that's different. Now, if you're always going to Vegas and you, or you, everywhere you go, you have a whoops, you know, that, that's a bigger problem. That's a character issue. But if it's a once, once, and you're coming out and you're talking about it and you're working it through or you may need to get, because this betrayal on any level is devastating. Sure. It's like taking a knife going to my heart. Yeah. So of course when you confess or of course when you receive that confession, it feels like your guts are being torn out of you. It hurts like hell. So you and I are just talking about it blah, blah, blah sure. in our head, but it's a big deal. Yeah. But when you can hold hands through the storms, when you can be honest with, with each other, even if it hurts and get through it, you build stronger roots. You build more trust because it's really about rebuilding trust with any kind of betrayal, be it a big lie, not even cheating, any kind of betrayal. If you want to make it happen, you've got to rebuild trust. Okay, so when, when uh, for people who are uh, watching, listening, um, how could they get a sense as to whether their relationship is vulnerable? What, what signs are they looking for uh, that are signs that uh, you're, you're coming apart? You're feeling lonely. You're not friends. You work together, you're partners, maybe you have kids together roommates. or you're dating, but it feels more like roommates. You look at each other and there's no spark. You don't even care anymore if there's a spark. It's kind of same old, same old. Some of that happens over time and over years, but there's no even working together to try to make it any different. There's occupying the same space. You're occupying the same space with some kind of agreement, mental agreement, but you're not feeling. We're together, but we're not together. Yeah, well, we're together. We, you know, we do the 
sports things with the kids. We, you know, we're, we, we go out, we have mutual friends. So you've got a life together, mm-hmm. but there's a distance between there's you. There's not an actual intimacy or understanding at no, home. No, there's not an intimacy. Built, we built this thing. Yes. And this thing is too big that we want it. It's too big to fail. Right. <laughs> so we just live with it. Right. It's just there is no into me see anymore. Ah, a little play on words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make that up. I've been saying it a long time. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's the loneliness, because I've been through divorce, so I know the space in between. There's a spaciousness that's too much space okay. between. And then how does one address that? Or is it, you know, this is almost, I guess this is almost regardless of cheating, right? Well, now we're mm-hmm. talking about relationship repair, how to, how to repair uh, drifting, Every relationship needs a daily multivitamin of the three A's, attention, appreciation, and affection. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And affection doesn't necessarily mean sex, Mm -hmm. because for men, oh, yeah, daily sex, all right. I can't can't handle that. Okay. Well, you're getting older. You're not 30 anymore. (laughs) Welcome to parenthood, too. But... It's affection. It's walking by each other and touching each other. It's eye contact. It's a smile across the room. It's giving each other attention. It's taking... Love language is stuff. It's all Expressing all forms of of appreciation on a daily basis and being conscious about it. It's saying thank you and it's living in the we, not the me. So if you give your relationship at the daily, whether you're married, whether you're dating... It's like watering a garden. you got to tend to it. Exactly. That makes all the difference. It's sending a text. I love you. I'm thinking of you. It's, ooh, do you want to try something new and fun? Or let's, and it's creating freshness in your relationship because it's so easy. The same old, same old is what builds ritual and feels like safety, but it also is complacent. So it's, you know. So it's both. I mean, that's, that's a really important thing to people to understand. Like, I'm always talking about the virtues of predictability, mm-hmm. right? Because you need, I always say, you need a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood, right? right? It's not the guy where you have no idea if he's going to wake up next to you the next day. Predictable from a husband is good. And together, boyfriend. right? And, t- and together, right, we build mm-hmm. the fun. What are we going to do, right? right? It's not about his character, right. where he's going to be, what he's going to say. Like, you know where he's going to be. You know what he's going to say. It's... How are we going to live our lives in such a way that we keep it interesting? Mm-hmm. And doesn't get boring because boredom is what leads to cheating. Boredom is what leads to getting distracted over there. Boredom is what then you fill in spaces with other things, not necessarily even cheating. It, it could be interest. It could this be is almost like outside the, the activities. Ban- banality of evil, right? Like, do you think, no, I mean, we talk about, I mean, I'm not going to go on a political rant about the banality of evil, but how it, it almost creeps up on us. You're talking about cheating in such a way, and it challenges me because I, I am, you know, uh, probably too uh, morally righteous and that kind of crap. Um, do you? Th- it sounds like you almost don't, don't even think it's an ethical lapse. So like you're like, it's the kind of thing that happens. And I'm not I'm not saying you're defending it, but you're but it, 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 the way you talk about it is with such the normalization of it. I think it's unfortunately become like people, normalized. You know, people, get, people get bored and so they cheat. 
And no, no, no. Okay, but cheating isn't necessarily they go and they have sexual affairs. Cheating is... Any deviation from emotional faithfulness? Cheating is breaking the contract. Okay. So it's a betrayal of the contract and understanding that you and your partner have. It might be renegotiating the contract. Then you're not cheating. Okay. But that takes communication. What's really more important is I think cheating, especially emotional cheating or cyber cheating, is a red flag that the relationship needs more time and energy mm. and focus that you and your partner need because it's so easy. And as a society, if you're talking about the evil, and I love my phone, I love my smartphone, I love my computer, I love the internet, but I'm finding myself more and more looking down and not looking at. Sure. And I see as a society, I get into an elevator, I get, I'm at a restaurant, we don't look at each other anymore. Sure. We don't even look at our partners anymore. We're like sharing Google together as the activity. We're not going, I love you. Mm. I see you. Yeah. I adore you. And that is what's making me sad. Mm -hmm. That's not cheating, but that is the whole that a lot of our life force and our love force is going into. So if there's a message for your listeners and your viewers, it's put down the friggin' phone. And if you're not in a relationship, start looking at people. Start looking at those that you love and really seeing them. When you go to public places, because I know this is my thumb. I used to be a thumb sucker until I was six. This is my new thumb. It's the way I... I'm not nervous in new places. It's the way I don't feel alone, but it's a false connection. Sure. And we're getting addicted to false connection, sure. even in our relationships, which is what is creating that hole. So it's reaching through the lure and the addiction to the light and really connecting with your partner, connecting with the one you love, building it with the three A's. It will make all the difference. Thank you. Yeah. There's more. We're not leaving on that. But that's a strong place to leave. Uh, my name is Evan Mark Katz. This is the Love You Podcast with my special guest, Dr. Sherry Myers. Stick around. Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love, welcoming you back to the last segment of this week's Love You podcast with Dr. Sherry Myers, author of Chatting or Cheating. And um, we're going to close today with something that it, it, it really is almost about closure, right? Like, this is the perfect place to end. There's emotional infidelity, there's physical infidelity. Um, there's distance in the relationship, infidelity as a sign that something's not working here that we haven't addressed and, and one of us has, has strayed in some capacity. But there's, there's real love here. There's a lot built up. There, there may be a house, there may be kids, but there's definitely something that's worth preserving. So someone confesses to some form of infidelity. How is the other person ever supposed to forgive, forget, move on, repair trust? 
Well, those are all mutually exclusive things that hopefully come together. Mm -hmm. I don't think forget is in that equation. Yeah. You don't forget. And in fact, if you've been cheated on, you're hyper aware for the rest of your life, sure. probably. You're looking for the signs. You're not trusting yourself. See, the problem is when you have been hit by a two by four and you're really shocked that your partner has cheated on you and you didn't see the signs, the first person besides, you know, going, how could he or how could she is ultimately that lack of trust comes back to you. How could I not see the signs? How could I not protect myself? Are there always Was signs? It? Or is there, sometimes there's no signs and it's just, it, it's really the two by four or are they signs that have just been ignored? Yes. Okay, because yes. I, 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 I had a friend who's like, husband led like a double life. He okay. really like had an apartment well, in another city and like. Yeah, well, but traveled a lot. <coughs> and there's. But that, in and, and of itself, that's not guilt. Mm, mm, okay, traveled a lot. <coughs> Times they disappeared and you couldn't reach them. You know, when you trace back, there's usually signs that you've ignored. I just hate to feed, you're right. I just hate to feed more paranoia about it because no, so no, many women come no, to me no, with that history right, and I try to... The point is, there's two points. Yeah. One is when we're hit with a betrayal of any kind, the one who takes the biggest hit is our own self-trust. So some of it is about building trust in yourself that you can take care of yourself that you can learn to trust yourself, that you can your read judgment. the signs, that your judgment is good, that you love yourself through it all. Because a lot of times women, and this is what makes it hard to forgive, is we disown, we go into blame and how dare they, or shame, but we never move into forgiveness. And forgiveness has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with us. So this is the one that you might say this into the camera. This okay, the so one. forgiveness has nothing to do with them and has everything to do with you. Because to forgive is to give to yourself the freedom of not being in resentment, of not being in blame, of not being in anger and having it like what lack of forgiveness is, is like this big heavy sack that we're carrying through life. And then whenever, if we're single, we meet a man, that sack goes in front of us and goes, okay, try to penetrate this, and you're never going to hurt me. But what happens is that weight, we're holding on our own heart. Forgiveness is a way to just go, <sighs> whether you choose to stay with your partner or not, whether you're single and you've got a history of betrayal that behind you. Really, forgiveness is about removing all of the shit and just going, that's the past, that is no longer me. I don't attract that into my life anymore. And I, no matter what, I can take care of myself. I love myself. And if we're single, it's the men I am going to be attracting in from now on is a good guy, a good man. I know the signs. I've been there. I've done that. I'm not doing that, that again. again. I won't do that again. I won't make that mistake. I can even feel it. I can feel that. Uh, I'm going for the good. I'm going for the good, kind love. That's what I deserve. But it starts with giving ourselves good, kind love. It's giving ourselves the respect and the care 
that we want to attract from another. If we're in a relationship, that still holds true. If we're in a relationship and our wife or our husband cheated on us, the first one is like putting the oxygen, what they tell you on the plane, you put it on yourself. Mm -hmm. The first person you have to resuscitate is yourself. Give yourself oxygen. Give yourself self-love. Give yourself the care. Mm -hmm. Because while you are wounded, it's going to be hard to receive love. But when you begin the self trust and the self-love, it's so much easier to receive it from another. Um, I, I, I've never I, seen I, you I, speechless before. I, well, I'm almost, I'm, I'm always hesitant to step on anything I'll you say. No, I'm saying because it, it's, it's, it's important and it's profound and uh, it's a big part of my business. Um, I, I, this, the whole first month of Love You is on confidence, right? Confidence to trust your, your judgment, confidence to let go of the people in your past and realize that the next guy has nothing to do with the last guy. They're completely independent rolls of the dice, right? 20 guys have cheated on you, doesn't mean the next guy will. But how do we help people who have a history of um, not attracting, but being attracted to and accepting low character men? Mm -hmm. How do we get them to erase the Etch-a-Sketch and treat the new guy as, 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 a, as a blank slate, right? Not as a potential, here's the next guy who's here to break my heart and harm me, right? How do we get her to remove mm -hmm. that, given her history? Because Bridget, Bridget um, my wife, um, uh, has a history of infidelity in her past. Never leverage that against me. Never, 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 never. Mm -hmm. I didn't judge me for any of the behaviors. I showed up as a good guy. I was consistent, kind, ethical, um, and so whatever happened to her past was completely irrelevant, never showed up. Um, and I don't know how to teach that. I just know that that works. Treating trustworthy men as if they're untrustworthy is a failed strategy. Mm -hmm. So how do you help people bridge that gap? I think it comes back to what I just said. Okay. One, you have to feel deserving of love. There's a certain edge to the bad boy, and that's really attractive and attracting, but that also is rather dangerous if that's the energy that's always cheated on you. But to become with a clean slate, you have to clear out the past, and that's going back to forgiveness. You have to forgive the others. You have to learn the lessons. Okay, why have I been attracted to bad boys? Why have I been attracted to people who cheat on me? Is this my father thing? Did my father cheat on my mother? And what have I learned? And why don't I want that in my life anymore? How has it served me? And what have I learned? And am I really willing to let go? Mm -hmm. Because if you learn those things and see Everything that's happened is an opportunity for learning. And you actually go, okay, well, it, thank God I, that guy cheated on me because I didn't marry him. Or I did, but thank God I was strong enough to walk. leave yeah. and to walk. Or thank God this person, she, my husband cheated on me, but look at the stronger relationship we have now because of it. Because we stopped, it stopped everything in the tracks. I am stronger, I am more forward. So it's finding the blessing and the lesson in all of it versus being ensconced in pain. And in terms of good guys, if you are single, you've been cheated upon, going back to that, and you've done your healing. 
one, you're going to be attracted to someone totally different. You're going to be turned on to be, a good guy. Yes. You're going to respect, the you're going to feel so the boring. respect. The guys are so boring. They're so safe. Well, then you haven't done the complete healing of, because love is so sexy. Great sex. I got to tell you, it's so sexy. Great sex with the man you love or the woman you love. There's nothing better. So for people who think, ooh, bad boy, bad girl, ooh, 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 is what's so hot, they don't know how hot it can be. Well, well it's, it's, also, it's, it's also often all they know, and it is, it is unpredictable. It's exciting, right? You get right. This, this spike of, I have no idea what's going to I don't know if I'm ever going to hear from this guy again. I'm waiting by my I phone, and he, yeah. he comes and he goes, and he's unpredictable. And if you like that, own it. That's fine. Okay. No, everybody, but, everybody likes the excitement. They don't like the insecurity that comes with it. You can't feel safe with something unpredictable. That is true. But the first step is to own that you like that unpredictable. And so what, how do you add that little edginess and unpredictability? And is the insecurity and the fear, because I think you're more attracted to the fear than you are the unpredictability. There's something in that fear and not feeling balanced and safe which is part of that love puzzle, that love makeup. And it's like moving, removing that piece because to feel secure, to feel known, to feel intimate, and to really see each other, that gives you as many spikes as that hot, edgy, unpredictable place. Um, if you're in a relationship, and you like the unpredictable, how do you bring it in? You can bring it in with costumes. You can bring it in with edgier, doing some edgy stuff if you're in a longer-term relationship that's gone stale, for example. And you know that you like the unpredictable. So there's a way to use that, not reject it, because I don't think it's either or. I don't think it's being with a good guy or being with a nice girl. And if you like that little bit of edge, how do you bring that in? Well, for most people, it's, it's sort of the holy and grail, right? It's the nice guy with edge. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, that's the bow to the shrine of that. But there's, there's, a, there's a finite supply of them. So it's either uh, I, I, I sacrifice a little bit of edge or I sacrifice a little bit of nice. I, I guess I've never looked at love as finite. And I don't believe, I think everybody has You understand has my their, point, though. It's I not, do. I, I wasn't saying love is finite. I'm no, saying no, that, no, no, that no, but the same way that if everybody wants to hold out for a 10 in looks, well, that's not going to happen because there's a finite supply of 10s, and you might have to go to the 9s or the 8s or the 7s or the 6s. Okay, yes. I, right? I see so, what you mean. So the, the idea that every guy is the what I call the nice guy with balls, mm -hmm. um, uh, he's a popular guy. Okay, but it's also finding in your guy where he has balls and where he's soft mm -hmm. and appreciating both. Agreed. Because really what you appreciate and what you focus on positively or negatively is going to grow. So if you're going, I wish you had more of blah, 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 or there's no good guys out there, yeah. blah, 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 guess what? Sort there aren't. Self-fulfilling prophecy. I have always met fabulous men, because I don't believe there's a finite supply. That's right. And what I see in them is fabulous. Mm -hmm. And they are, because if something new in me awakens, if I learn something new, if there's something, you know, I'm, there's been men that I've dated that I haven't physically gone, oh, that's my type, only to find out that they are. Sure. So I look at love as an adventure. 
I look at love as this exciting realm of possibility, and I have only met fabulous people. I have only met fabulous men, and each one I feel is a blessing. And part of the reason that you meet fabulous men is because you're fabulous. Oh, thank you. Right. Thank so I mean, you. that's that's important to acknowledge, right? It's it's these things are all tied up in each other, right? Right. Sherry's belief that there are great guys means great guys like being around women who like and appreciate and trust men. Right. It's something that she brings out. If she right. really hated men, hated dating, hated right, she wouldn't be she wouldn't be her. She wouldn't have the ability to attract so many good guys into her life. So that's that's, that's one of the tricky parts is if, if you've been burned and you've been negative and you're really down on dating relationships, men, your city, it's hard to be in the place where you feel receptive yes. to love. But the more you can get to the place, and again, it's why you do what you do, it's why I do what I do, mm -hmm. is there is a way of being, right? And it is the glass half full, the glass half empty thing, realizing I'm a good person, there's good people out there. If there's someone like me, there's a man like me out there who is wondering where his partner is. Absolutely. And for me, I start each day with gratitude and I go to bed. Last thing I'm thinking of at night when I'm going to sleep is my gratitude. Because even for the small stuff and even for the stuff I take for granted, I say it out loud and the, how grateful I am for it. And it keeps my heart open because there's so much. We are getting plowed with negativity. Mm -hmm. There is so much negativity. And you can bite, you can when you turn on the TV, when you even turn on Facebook and the whole political climate and everything, it's like, ooh. So how do you balance that? And then we've got our own stuff going on. Balance it. If you want love in your life, you want more love in your life, appreciate the three A's. Appreciate what you've got. Appreciate and notice it in relationship, in relationship with yourself. And give yourself every day the three A's. Give yourself affection. If you're not in relationship, make sure you're touching yourself or hugging or hugging friends or get that affection. Appreciate your life. And every day give yourself some attention, doing something you love in life. That, the three A's, whether you're in relationship or not, is literally the multivitamin that we need to take. And on that, this is Dr. Sherry Myers. My name is Evan Mark Katz. This is the Love You Podcast. Next week, we're going to be asking the question, do you feel like you're not good enough? It's a very common sentiment. We're going to explore it in next week's podcast. It's hard to talk about, but it's an important topic. If you enjoy this podcast, please share this with a friend. Follow me on Facebook. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Evan Mark Katz. Go to evanmarkcats.com forward slash free dash trial and get the first two weeks in Love You absolutely free just for being a podcast listener. Uh, you're going to get over the men in your past. You're going to get back out there with new confidence. You're going to embrace the present and you're going to finally enjoy dating and attract good men. This course has changed over a thousand lives already. You could be next. www.evanmarkcats.com forward slash free dash trial. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for joining me. It's great to be um, here. And I look forward to continuing this conversation <laughs> over lunch. You don't get to watch that part. Bye-bye. <laughs>